They didn't hear that? Golly, like, look what's happening here. There were two things that was happening. One, I had a pretty large brand where just about everybody loved me, right? Like the people who saw me on the internet, they gravitated toward my content. I never had a bad comment made about uh, me on the internet. Talk like, about it, ever. Nobody ever said anything. This is a sermon. So when I came in and he brought me on as a business coaching expert, it's like, who she thinks she is? Mm. She thinks she know everything. She doesn't let him talk. Literally overnight, I went from like the golden child on the internet to like the most hated person <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> That's how it felt. This is incredible. Did they not hear this episode? And so I'm talking to Dave and I said, two things are happening here. One, I'll see one of these people in real life. <laughs> I don't know if I want all this slander. I don't know if I can handle it. I don't know if I'm mature enough to handle people like judging me based on things that never like it was a whole bunch of who does she think she is? Dave is a married man. What's going on there? What's going on between them? Why does she talk so much? Why does she think she knows it all? And I'm like, <gasps> All I did was gave you 10 steps to build your business. Welcome to another edition of the Social Brew Podcast. We are here. I'm lacing up my exclusives from Celebrity. Those joints hard. Thank you, my brother. Are they I exclusive if I have them too? I mean, they, they made more than one pair. But I mean, I'm just saying, was exclusive the right word to Well, use? we had them before they actually came we out. We had them because my first time wearing them. you've had those for months. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been wearing mine for months. Mine mine have a little wear. Those are actually my favorites so far. Um, there's also this, like, off-white pair with this crushed velvet gray. You saw me wear those? Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. Those joints so hard. He, yeah, he is the plug. How many times have you worn them without socks? Every single time. Every single time. Mm. Yeah. So don't, don't sit right with me. Well, you have man that. feet. Man <laughs> feet are different. <laughs> okay. Man feet are different. I have I have very particularly taken care of women feet. Mm -hmm. okay. so. All right, cool. Oh, also, do we have that other mic? Yeah. Um, so what I'm wearing right now, this young man's brand. First off, this joint's hard. It says... Wish you took me serious. You know, some people that like I know right now they wish they should they would have took you serious mm -hmm. for sure. I would agree that it's hard, but I feel like is this misogynistic? Is that what's happening right now? What you mean? Where's mine? Am I not? Why is it always about am, you? Am I not one of the hosts of the social proof podcast? It ain't about the podcast. Am, am I not? I one was, of the, I was in you, the post office. No, I was in the post he office. brought it to you because you were Dave of the social proof podcast. Yes. I'm sorry, there's chatter. You can't chatter. get mad if there's you're not chatter amongst the two of you. chasing down Donnie, I'm just there's saying. The, in the mic, please. There's some chatter. There appears let me, to let be some chatter up. amongst let the let two of you. Let me set this up first, okay? <laughs> so first off, don't feel obligated, okay? You Do gave not me a feel gift, obligated. And I appreciate it. So we were in the post office. I, I was in the post office, and this young man came up to me, and I was like, and he was like, yo, I love what you got going on. I've watched you for a while. I said, man, I appreciate it. He's like, y'all got a clothing brand, and I'm a cut. I want to like drop you off some stuff because you really helped me through your content. I'm like, all right, bet. I didn't think anything of it, but actually, the next day, he actually came by and did what he said he was going to do. That's dope. Which, believe it or not, that is very <clears throat> rare. Very rare. Like, Deja said she was going to do something months ago. <laughs> and I asked her about it today. She's like, oh, I mean, yeah, we planning and trying to figure it out. But 
it's very rare it's a good point. that someone executes at that level because you had a whole bunch of reasons why you probably couldn't have come or, you know what I mean, all that. But Did this you? this outfit is hard. This outfit is hard. So tell us about the brand, man. First, I'll start with your name and your age. My name is Joshua Hudson, but I go by Rico. Huh. Yeah, where did the Rico come from? Say it slowly one time. Rico Giaventu. That's the name of the brand. Okay. How old are you guys? How old are you? 23. Okay. Okay. Mm. The youths, man. I'm, I'm waiting on the accountability, though. I was just waiting to see why you guys didn't think of me whatsoever. Why would he think of you? <laughs> you don't know her, right? You. Yo, yo, she hasn't inspired you. <gasps> Has she? I'm not saying that she won't one day, but at, oh at this God. moment in time. What happened was, okay. really, I was too busy. I was going to go to my storage and bring you something this morning. Oh, thank you. Late. So it's like. See? It's cool. And he be awesome. on time. And you're on time. Bruh, you don't, uh, yo, you're going to be really, really successful. Really successful. You do what you say you're going to do, mm -hmm. and you're concerned about being late. Mm -hmm. That, like, we look at those small things, um, but, like, these are the trappings of success. For sure. Right? I have a question. So, the name of the brand is Rico Giovantu. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you also go by Rico Giovantu. No. I just you, go by Rico. You just go by Rico. Okay. All right. Yep. Got it. Yep. I so, like it. What's your website? Rico Giovento at, well, Rico Giovento.com. Uh, you might have to spell that, yeah, brother. Yeah, for sure. R-I-C-C-O-G-I-O-V-E-N-T-U. <laughs> Giovento. Giovento. Yeah, Giovento. Support the youth, man. I, t I told him yesterday. I was like, man, he was like, yo, I ain't come for Because I, I did like some videos and you know, I was tagging him and stuff like that. He was like, I ain't need all that, man. I was like, bro, I want to support because you're not like running in my house. So I'd rather you sell me clothes. The youths are wild. I saw a video yesterday. So my boy was at a photo shoot with Krishan Rock. And he was in that debauchery I see all over the Internet. Oh, you right been, now. seen it? Yeah. There wasn't there like a. Pistol whipping, beat yes. down or something. The guys just came in. I guess he tried to take the guy's camera. The other guy, another culprit, swung on the guy. And the one guy fought, started beating him up. And then another guy comes with like two guns, I believe, and hits the guy that was beating up the other guy. Then the guy gets up and he gets up with a gun and hits. I'm like, yo, these y'all wild out here, man. Oh, wow. Um, that's, that's why we got to continue to put out the good content that we could put out, positive. Mm -hmm. uh, and not everybody's going to gravitate. I was just talking to Troy the other day, too. He's like, people want entertainment. And the objective is to not be so tempted to fall into what's working. Mm. It's a temptation. Hmm. Are we falling into the temptation? No. We still put out positive stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you won't see us put out a whole lot of negative stuff. We don't we don't put out Do we put out any negative content? No. no we roast I don't each think other, so. but We roast each other often, but on the Social Proof podcast, our goal is to put out positive content to impact 
the youth, even if it's just one of us that impacts one of you at you know yeah. every now and then. I guess that skit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it. I didn't. I didn't. I still. I still didn't see it. But they were saying that the skit provided. Uh, what's it called? Divisiveness or something like that. So. I can see where people would gather that opinion, yeah. for sure. We just acted too good. Well, you just acted too good. We all acted so well. Mm -hmm. um, it was not intended to even be about men versus women. Yeah. We just kind of got real deep into our roles. Yep. It was intended to be about entrepreneurs and the behavior that as entrepreneurs, these guys and even the women were displaying. Like we were just cashing out on anything. Oh yeah, everybody can come. Bring your friend. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. Bring them too. And paying for everything. And then there, it, it developed an entitlement. Yeah. Like from not just women, but also men. Like had some homeboys who would just literally pull up at the table and never yeah. pull the card out. Uh, it just happened to be that Dave was the only man at the table yeah. and a table full of women. So it looked like it was a man versus woman thing. And it kind of took that angle. But that's not what it was intended to be. But even still, even still, um, it was because we also released a... Um, a video explaining why that even occurred and the millions of views that it got. Of course, the explanation video for why we decided to do that less that what we call the lesson did not get shared as much, not even from my co-stars. Mm -hmm. um, but it was important to know why we did the video. It wasn't just to be funny, but it was just to, it was to highlight stuff that really happens. Yeah. And people will say, is that conversation still necessary? Is it still happening? As long as it's happening, it's necessary. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, and I, I think what uh, Troy's point was, like, not... So you might have a, a guest that you're interviewing, and you're tempted to get into the mess of it all. Now, whatever's happening in the person's life, you want to have that, but not going for clickbait or, you know, looking to, um, I don't know, just, just get into the mess. But that's what what's working. If you look at these relationship podcasts, bro, the, the best, the, the easiest thing, for especially a black person to get into right now is a relationship podcast or relationship space because there's no right answer. There's no right or wrong answer. It's all argumentative. It's all based on your own feelings or your own beliefs. Mm -hmm. So whatever you say, there's some sort of fight against it. Yeah. So that's the easiest thing to get into right now. If anybody wants to create content, you really want it to explode. If you're good at it, jump into messy relationship stuff, guy versus girl or whatever. where you're telling women why they're too materialistic too needy too mm. broke too old too fat too ugly too light too dark and you're telling men how they're too washed up too fat too this too broke to get into that lane if you just want to make some money a hundred percent now let's get into it uh oh first off how was your week any lessons from the week um I don't remember my week. That's insane. How was the week? I honestly... Yeah, he was at a whole mastermind. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That Okay, I was thinking the week. So, yep, I had a mastermind that I attended. And I'm not going to name the mastermind. What I will say is that it was evidence for me or a reminder, because I've always known this. I've known this for a while, that we're still playing too small. Is there any reason you didn't tell me about the mastermind or invite me? or is it Because you were only? there when it was offered. When? At the conference that we went to. What conference? Was it a conference or a summit? Aspire? Aspire? Mm-hmm. 
I wasn't we went, there. You were there. You left. I, I didn't hear no offer. Yeah, they made an offer. I wasn't there. You were there. You got up to go and meet, sit with Neo and him 500 and not when you left me. No, I went Sitting the all the way in the back of the room. Oh, you went backstage. Which when you, you came after when you, that. I did not. No? No. Oh. Yeah, but it was pitched that day and I signed up for it. In fact, Jay took my credit card and went and uh, signed up for it. Who? Jay Star. Oh. Yeah. So you could have been there. Um, didn't realize. Oh, she was mad. No, for sure not. But also, it was a weekend mastermind, so you wouldn't have gone on a Saturday anyway. Yeah, but it was it was just more evidence that we are still playing too small, still thinking too small. Like you hear some of the numbers that these guys throw out in these rooms, and it's like, hmm, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, we should be doing this. We could be doing this at a much larger scale. Also. Um, though I did learn some stuff, much of the information that was taught is information that I teach. The same things that I coach clients on, yeah. um, but they just operate at such a different scale. How much was the event? That particular event, um, I don't remember. I want to say it was like somewhere between $500 and $1,000 oh, okay. for that particular event. Got it. Um, and then, of course, there was like a $15,000 upsell, and it was just for that. So they have a whole, like, coaching circle where there's a journey to it. So there were some people in the room who paid upwards of $5,000, um, some people in the room who paid even more than that, and they got access to this particular workshop as a result of it. So I think it just depends on wherever you heard about it, determined how much um it was. Got it. So what, yeah. are, what are your takeaways? What was your takeaway? Obviously, you know, we're playing too small. Why do you say we're playing too That's small? That's the biggest takeaway. Um, so the gentleman who was the instructor over um, the whole weekend. <laughs> so the gentleman who was the instructor over the whole weekend, um, he has sold over $800 million in, in his own businesses. Goodness how gracious. do you sell eight hundred million dollars of a thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether it was selling one hundred percent or equity or whatever it was, um, eight hundred million dollars in business, and he's still putting together rooms like this on stages where he's teaching. Uh, that particular event was supposed to be about like your operations of your business. Um, I didn't go necessarily for the information, though I did learn a couple of things. You know, I also like to sit in businesses in, in rooms where people do a similar thing and just see how they're operating. Because I want to know if you've done like over $800 million in business, right, in business transactions, I want to know what you're doing differently and where I need to tighten up, right? Um, and I'll just leave it at that for this particular conference. There's a lot of things you can do with $500, I mean, you can have a night out with your significant other. You could buy some really expensive shoes. Well, really nice shoes are about double $500. Um, you could buy a course where you can learn something for $500. But I have something better for you to do with the $500. I want to meet with you every single morning for the rest of your life. Well, maybe not the rest of your life, but every morning, Monday through Friday, for the rest of the year. I have information and game that have allowed me to build a successful business, a successful community, and a successful life all the way around. 
But I want to share that with you. But the only way we can accomplish this is not me selling you a course, not me giving you a one-on-one consultation, because even with that, you'll get the information, but you'll need more. I want to meet with you every single morning. Now, would I meet with someone every morning for 500 bucks for a year? And the answer is yes. Actually, we've been doing this thing since 2017. We have what's called the morning meetup. Every single month we have a theme, whether it's social media, whether it's motivation, whether it's strategy, whatever it is, we have a theme for the month and every morning in that month, we have a conversation around that topic. And I am giving a wealth of knowledge, not only myself, but a lot of friends, a lot of people that you see on this podcast, they join every single week. So you need a community of people that you can grow with and you need a coach. I'm your coach. The Morning Meetup is your community. Go to themorningmeetup.com. It's $499 and I will meet you every single morning for an entire year. Give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, oh, I don't think I, that, did I share with you the um, the thing I saw about Nokia? No. Okay. So there was an article that I came across, I meant to do a video about it and put it on my on my page. Um, and I would send it to you, but I don't want you to like take it. I won't take you it. You will. You mean take it this on the podcast? Nah, you like post it. So you want to post it first? Of course. Okay. So anyway, so Nokia CEO, this is the, the, the title of it. It says, Nokia CEO ended his speech saying this, we didn't do anything wrong, but somehow we lost. Mm. Remember Nokia? Everybody had a Nokia phone. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just as many people have an iPhone now. So it was a phone brand called Nokia, and there was a game called Snake on that joint, and that was the littest game ever. Just Snake just goes longer and longer. Tetris and on a Nokia? Joints. Oh, crazy, right? But here's the thing. It says, Nokia CEO ended his speech saying, saying this, we didn't do anything wrong, but somehow we lost. During the press conference to announce Nokia being acquired by Microsoft, Nokia CEO ended his speech saying this, we didn't do anything wrong, but somehow we lost. Upon saying that, all his management team himself included teared sadly. Nokia has been a respectable company. (laughs) They didn't do anything wrong in their business. However, the world changed too fast. Mm -hmm. Their opponents were too powerful. Just imagine, and we'll, we'll continue to read the whole article, but imagine being a giant in the space and you still lose. Like you think, especially like even in our culture, we think, yo, once you become a millionaire, imagine you have a million dollar brand, meaning you're selling a million dollars of clothes every single year, meaning that's almost $84,000 every single month. Can you imagine that? You rich forever, right? Maybe. It's like almost, it's almost like the bigger you become, the more susceptible you are to the L mm. because you have to be mature and strong enough to be able to handle all this weight. And most people can't. So where'd you stop with opponents were too powerful. Mm-hmm. They missed out on learning. They missed out on changing. And thus they lost the opportunity at hand to make it big. And not only did they miss the opportunity to earn big money, they lost their chance of survival. Mm. How do you change that? How do you go from, they lost their winning so I can't survival. even survive. First of all, I'm interested in the word choices here where they said um, they missed out. They lost the opportunity to make it big. Weren't they the biggest let me, company let me at one point? Quick. Like Nokia was a household brand and it's still not being considered that they made it big. 
But then it goes on to say, not only did they miss the opportunity to earn big money, they lost their chance of survival. They couldn't even hang in there. Hmm. The message of this story is, if you don't change, you shall be removed from the competition. If you don't change, you shall be removed from the competition. It's not wrong if you don't want to learn new things. However, if your thoughts and mindset cannot catch up with time, you will be eliminated. Here's what's crazy. So I'm looking at uh, on Forbes, Nokia's financial summary. In 2023, their revenue was $26 billion. In what, in what year? 2023, $26 billion. Here's what's interesting. 20, 2022, $26 billion. 2021, $24.9 billion. But get this. Profits, they lost $2.8 billion in 2021. I bring in $25 billion, mm -hmm. but I'm still operating at a negative loss of $3 billion. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that? Mm -mm. I cannot imagine that. This is insane. I want to go to 2011. Revenue was $56 billion. Where did it fall off? I don't know. I don't know. Even in 2023, they had $26 billion in revenue, profits 4.5, and this is on, on uh, Forbes. So these numbers, for me, they don't even make sense to me. They don't. To have a picture of a CEO crying after a year where they made $26 billion. There's like some things at a higher level that, one, I just don't understand, honestly. But there's, there's something to this. So this article is from 2016 where the CEO made the statement. Mm. Oh, mm -hmm. makes sense. Makes so sense. it looks like potentially, so they were still operating at a two, $3 billion loss in 2023 because Got it looks it. like they're crawling back. Yeah. Um, Nokia sold in 2014 to Microsoft mm -hmm. for uh, about three point. Well, whatever that is in euros, that's a euro number. I don't know the transition, the uh, how it translates to U.S. dollars. Um, let me see what caused the downfall. The resistance to smartphone evolution is single-handedly what caused Nokia's downfall, and then the deal with Microsoft also took them out. Goodness gracious! Imagine a company that big. Yo, this is why I for. For me personally, we are like super focused on innovating and doing something different. So even in like the podcasting space, you sit down, it's two people having a conversation, right? That's a podcast. This is a good podcast, right? If you're going to have a podcast, you probably find some mics, cameras, and you sit down with some people. But no matter how good you are in this particular season, things are going to change. And what I see in the podcasting space is things are always changing. This format will not work forever. If you don't have something else mixed in there, that's going to like, like uh, uh, draw people and attract people to something unique. There is a, there's, there's a bunch of waves coming that mm -hmm. like we see, and we were talking about the other day, how can we deliver the same information in skit form? Mm -hmm. How do we do that? How do we have a TV show? What about the people that are going out? The, the, the biggest podcast now I see that's coming is the people that's in the street with a microphone like that. So this is harder to do, what we're doing here, but it's not going to be as effective long term. 
Mm-hmm. So Nokia, oh, we just got phones. Oh, yeah. we make, as long as the phone looks good, it can make a call, take a call, send a text, take a text, and you can play Snake on that joint. Oh, that's all you need. Yep. But who knew our phone would be an iPod? Who knew our phone would be a computer? A whole computer. A whole computer. Who knew that CEOs, business owners all over the world would be running multi-million dollar and billion dollar businesses right from this device in their hands? Who I knew? Know, I know who didn't know. I know oh, who yeah. didn't know. <laughs> they had no idea. <laughs> I bet they were in boardrooms saying, no, no, our customer wants to have their phone use only be to use the phone. Mm-hmm. Our customer just wants to simply make calls, dial out, receive calls easily without all of that other stuff. Yeah. Our customer doesn't want to be overwhelmed by large screens and games in color. They don't want that. Yeah. They want this little device where we can walkie talkie. and all. No, we didn't. Right. Nokia. And why would someone take a picture on a phone where you can have a good quality camera? Mm-hmm. Who does that? Our customer wants their phone separate from their video recorder. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Nobody's storing that kind of data on their phone. Mm-hmm. Yo, you know what's so cool about Steve Jobs? There's like a season. There's always like a season where there's some people that are ahead of the game and the thing that they're talking about sounds so crazy. Mm-hmm. And they're just so ahead. So, you know, they kick Steve Jobs out of his own company. I think because he's so forward thinking. And if you can't get a board, because they had a board, if you can't get a board to see what you see, the board looks at it as risky. And they're like, I, no, we can't do that. Our investors are going to lose their money. Let's just stay safe and do it. So they had to kick Steve Jobs out of his own company. And when he came back to the company, there wasn't more board. It's like, yo, if, if I'm going to run this, I'm going to run this company, the visionary that I am. And now he has literally changed the entire world all across the world, created a network where it makes it easier for iPhone users, people of this family to talk to each other. So much so that if anybody here doesn't have an iPhone, I will never add you to the group chat. We're judging you. It's over what you ruined the whole group chat. You've ruined the entire group chat. Visionary stuff, though, man. Visionary but stuff. But in the season, it sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. And some mm-hmm. people are just ahead of their time, and they try something. Oh, Donnie, talk about this. They try something in the season. It sounds crazy. Everybody else says it's crazy. And then in their mind, they've been convinced that I just don't have good ideas. But your idea isn't going to show up for a few years. Yeah. But if you just stayed in the lane, the world starts to catch up to it. Yo, a lot of success most of the time is attributed to a visionary who just stuck with a concept long enough on, to man. see it come to life. Talk about it. A lot of the reason where why you aren't experiencing the success that you want or people just in general aren't experiencing the set, the success that they want is because you're not sticking with your idea long enough. You're looking at people on the internet who seemingly come from out of nowhere mm-hmm. and they're creating all this success and doing all of these things. And you think my success, my money, it should all evolve for me this quickly too. When really you don't know the truth behind what's happening behind these brands that have 
overnight success. People think David and Donnie just popped out together in 2020 when the truth is we've been working together since 2015, (laughs) right? Working independently. And working independently much longer than that. This isn't a new thing. Success didn't just happen for me or for Dave. And so if you are looking at the Social Proof podcast and it's like it happened for them during the pandemic, why isn't my idea happening this quickly? That's actually not the truth. It took us a very long time to Mm -hmm. achieve success, but it was because we stuck with an idea. We, We developed an idea. We had an idea and we stuck with it. Even when people said it wouldn't be a good idea, Dave presented this podcast to me to come on as co-host. I didn't see the idea. I didn't see the vision. Dave said, even sitting in this chair, well, it wasn't this chair. It was a different chair because the podcast has evolved over time. But even sitting in that chair, I'm like, I don't know, Dave. I don't know. I don't see the vision. I don't see how this is going to make money. The people in the comments (laughs) didn't see the vision either. They were going So there's a clip that's going to release from uh, the Fat Nasty podcast where I talk about that. Um, But I didn't see the vision. Dave kept saying, just just give it three months. Give it 90 days. Let's see if if, if in 90 days you still feel the same way. Cool. But just give it some time. And in that period of time, it just continued to evolve. And now we're here. Right. Well, what's your 90 days? What's your nine years? What are you willing to spend time on to see something grow this big? There's not a single story that I can think of. I'm sure there's one that exists, but there's not a single story that I can think of where people weren't working behind the scenes, digging through the dirt in the ground before you got to see them above the concrete. A hundred percent. And the question is, what is the thing that you see that you know it's going to work, it just doesn't look like it's working right now. Are you working on something that you you know? Like in your head, you're like, this thing is going to work, but the reality is it's not working or you've been doing it for a long time. And so one thing I knew about Donnie when we first started was that she has something special. She is very, very smart. Very, very good at articulating a message. She understands business and she looks how she looks. Go to the go to the camera. Look at her. So <laughs> I'm like, if I have if I have a co-host to compliment like what I'm doing, um with with all of with all of this magic, right? I know it's going to work. So when it first launches, it doesn't work. And she's like, I'm not feeling it. So, but, but I just, I just know, especially like when you see people and they don't know how good they'll be in a space, you know what I mean? I don't know if you knew you were going to be good acting, but you're like incredible acting or, um, you see somebody that should have a podcast, like the way they talk. And I got, a, I got a friend, he's so polarizing and the way he frames his words is just so amazing. But for some reason he refuses to start. And in my head, I'm like, yo, you've got that magic. But having that knowing of something, it has to be stronger than the evidence of what you see right now. You know what I mean? So no matter what the comment said, I'm like, this is incredible. Did they not Mm -hmm. hear this episode? Mm -hmm. They didn't hear that? Golly, like, look what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And it takes a little while, one, to convince the audience, but it also takes a little while for you to convince yourself. Yeah. 
to find more evidence in every single episode. I'm like, oh, we can see that it's getting better. Mm-hmm. We can see that it's getting better. It's feeling better. Yeah. And and you got you get more, more loose and more comfortable. Like, okay, I'm I'm feeling this. I love yeah. it. But yeah. we give up so fast at that first feeling of because Donnie could have said, no, I don't like this. I'm out. Well, and what was happening was there were two things that was happening. One, I had a pretty large brand where just about everybody loved me, right? Yeah. Like the people who saw me on the internet, mm. they gravitated toward my content. I never had a bad comment made wow. about me on the internet. Talk like about ever. It, Nobody ever said anything negatively to me, right? It was just, if you were there for my content, you heard me speaking on the stage somewhere, you were in one of my organizations in business, or I was mentoring you and you love me. When I came onto the podcast, Dave had already, I came on episode 49. So there were 48 episodes where he had already established a culture and he had already conditioned an audience for this is what you're going to get in this space. So when I came in and he brought me on as a business coaching expert, it's like, who she thinks she is? Mm. She thinks she know everything. She doesn't let him talk. The comments literally overnight, I went from like the golden child on the internet to like, the most hated person on the internet. (laughs) That's how it felt, right? All the comments, like Mm. out of 100% of comments, maybe 15 to 20% of them were on my side. That's so good. And so I'm talking to Dave and I said, two things are happening here. One, I'll see one of these people in real life. And and at that time, you know, we were still working on my personal development. But I'm like, yo, I'll see one of these people in real life for real. And and, And it's up, right? Um, And then two, Dave had the squeaky clean brand too, just like what I had. But this was his community that he had started this in. So in his community, he had the squeaky clean brand. And I said, I don't want to bring your brand down by having you force me onto your audience. And he's like, stick with it. The information is good. They just got to get used to change. And I'm like, I don't know if I want all this slander. I don't know if I can handle it. I don't know if I'm mature enough to handle people like judging me based on things that never like they weren't saying it was a whole bunch of um, who does she think she is? Dave is a married man. What's going on there? What's going on between them? Why does she talk so much? Why does she think she knows it all? And I'm like, oh, all I did was gave you 10 steps to build your business. Like, what, what are we doing here? Um, and so it was a lot. And I just didn't know if like rumors, like I saw where it could go from a rumor perspective. I don't want any parts of that. I saw where it could go from like a teardown perspective. I didn't want any parts of that. I don't engage in that culture where we're tearing people down. So it was tough. And I had to think about like, What does this mean for my brand? What does this mean for who I am? Also, I didn't want my mama seeing comments like being said about me that was negative because she she was not used to that. My daughter was coming up on social media. Mm. I just didn't want any of that. Dave said, it'll get better. And each week, it got better. Each week, people are like, huh, well, if you really just kind of listen to what she's saying, Mm -hmm. she's not saying anything bad and she is talking about things that she knows about. And then I remember one comment that said, The first one that I remember was like, Donnie, I have to admit I was a part of the hate train, but I'm looking at my. 
What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal a notepad and i have 25 pages of notes from the last three episodes that you and dave put out Mm -hmm. I'm on the pro Donnie side now. And it was that comment for me, like the 25 pages of notes when you hated me. And then people started as a result saying, I don't even know why I didn't like you. 
Mm. I don't even know why I judged you. I don't even know why I wasn't open to this change. So sometimes this is a sermon. Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah, come on. Sometimes not only do you have to be open to the external change, meaning what the customer is seeing or the end user is seeing. Sometimes the biggest change has to occur internally. Sometimes you have to get your head in the game and say, okay, we're about to put something out that the world may not initially see, but if I stick with it, then I'm going to earn their buy-in. Mm-hmm. And that is the story of what happened. And that is the story that is what of what happens with every single brand. When we went from the QWERTY keyboard to the touchscreen, there was a buy-in. There was resistance that happened all over the world. I want to be able to press my buttons. I don't want to slide my fingers up and down the screen. I can't see the buttons. The buttons mm-hmm. are too little. It's all kinds of things. Things that are happening and as a CEO or a business owner with all these executive leaders when they drop this they're nervously excited because now they factored in the resistance that we're going to get from a large group of people but we're going to stick with it we're going to continue to push out these narratives of why this is the best thing over and over and over again can I tell you something that Come I discovered? On, keep going. Keep, you're talking good right so, now. So last week, uh, a couple days ago, me and George Achenpong, shout out to Melanin Money, George Achenpong, were talking. And I had posted something on my stories that showed that, hold on one second, I'm about to pull it up exactly. It's another little article that I wanted you to see. We were talking about how companies, uh, oh, 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 oh. Okay, so Foot Locker. Mm-hmm. Foot Locker created, it, the picture is gone from my phone now, but, but you know the little thing that you put your foot in to measure your foot? Yes. That, you know what I'm talking about, that, that silver yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when Foot Locker released that foot measurer that everybody then slid their foot into to get their foot measured, their profits increased by 1,800% in four months. As a result, the CEO quadrupled his net worth in four months. Mm -hmm. And the reason that it happened originally, it wasn't like the necessarily the best idea. They knew how to coach people through change. They had to bring out and highlight the benefits to the end user, which is the person who's getting the shoes. And the reason that this took off so much was because Foot Locker, they trained their teams to say, oh, no, 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 no. What size of shoe do you normally wear? And say, I wear an eight. Uh, I just want to measure your foot just to be sure. And then on that foot scale, it would come up like eight and a quarter. So now they're conditioning people to realize this whole time. You mean to tell me this whole time I was walking around wearing the wrong size shoe? Oh, my God. Nobody else does this. Thank you, Foot Locker. And so now you are getting your foot measured. Now the consensus is overall, anytime I buy a shoe, I have to get my foot measured. I got to get my foot measured. I got to get my foot measured. Well, there was resistance. Nobody wants these clunky pieces of metal in their business. It doesn't look good. Aesthetically, it's not pleasing. But Foot Locker found a way to condition the mind to desire this change. So now they're getting all of the sales. They're beating out champs. They're beating out foot action. They're beating out all of the other companies simply because of that one piece of innovation. They knew they had to do something. So now all the other companies need to license this from them. Everybody else now needs to have this apparatus in their store, too. And now everywhere you go, people's feet are being measured Mm -hmm. over time. Second thing, uh, George and I were talking about as a result of going down that rabbit hole, what we realized was what they had was paid 
actors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 and yeah. so I started to look at companies who leveraged paid actors to promote a narrative, basically paid actors to say, this product is so good. You need it. You need it. You need it. It was the beginning of influence, influencer marketing. And there's this whole story. Uh, the guy who invented the shopping cart. I was just about to talk about that. That's what I have right here. That the, was crazy. The guy who invented the shopping carts would literally hire crowds of people to come into the grocery store. And some of those pay actors would be women who are trying to carry their cartons of milk mm -hmm. and their cartons of eggs and all of these different things. And they're struggling to carry it while just across the aisle, you have the woman with her basket and her purse is in her basket. And she's looking at the carton of milk and she's reading the ingredients because her hands are free. Mm -hmm. The world resisted these shopping carts. We didn't have any space for it. Nobody wanted to put them in. They didn't want to create space for it. They were ugly. They were expensive. But show people how the innovation will be a convenience. Pay a bunch of people to promote that same narrative. And now every you go into a grocery store today and they don't offer shopping carts. Yeah. You'll walk out. So think, think about the uh, so you got to think about like what was happening back in that time. So you go shopping and you get like some bags, you put your oranges in there and like you're, you're holding the things that you're gonna buy. How much can you hold in your hands, mm -hmm. right? So somebody is brilliant enough to say, yo, you know what? We should just put it in a cart so you don't have to, you don't gotta carry it all, right? It's a convenience thing. Somebody saw there's a problem that needs to be solved. And the store owner realized that once they started implementing the cart system, that the things that they buy would like triple or quadruple. Meaning if you can hold a bunch of oranges in your hand, you might spend 20 bucks. But if you have a cart, you might spend 200. So it makes sense for the grocery store to get the cart now, right? Because now I can fit more stuff in the basket. Mm -hmm. Someone solved the problem and built a billion dollar concept. Yeah. I think the people that are listening to this right now, you have a billion dollar concept. You want to solve a billion dollar problem but you can't get past the fact that some people aren't going to like the cart. Mm. And it's very important to highlight the cart when they initially released it, it made no say it made no money. It generated no extra sales. Mm -hmm. So the original idea wasn't to hire these paid actors. The original idea was, Oh my God, we got this great opportunity. We got this great idea, this great concept. People are struggling to hold their groceries and their hands are in these bags. We can get them to buy more groceries if we give yeah. them a basket and people would come into the stores and walk right past the basket. They didn't connect the dots. It didn't seem useful. They were not generating sales. Then the idea came. What if we get a bunch of pay actors in here? They don't actually have to buy the groceries. They just have to act like they're buying the yeah. groceries. We get them to fill their carts up. We get them to actually now have the capacity to study what they're purchasing, roll it to the register, and then sales began to take off. Mm -hmm. But do you understand that this is the, con the same concept that Apple uses to sell the new iPhone? You understand that when Apple brings now, now they've built a demand to where they don't have to do that. But it's the exact same concept when people were so committed to their Samsungs and to yeah. their Nokia's and to their um, whatever the other one was. Apple said, we're not getting the traction that we want. 
we're going to hire a bunch of paid actors. We're going to hire their agencies. You can literally, we found an agency that will do this for you. There are literally agencies that exist that will, is, is crowd agencies is what they specialize in. They specialize in helping you to get a crowd going. So now they've got these crowds that are wrapped around their stores and we're driving by like, what's going on over there? Now we want the iPhone because there's mass pandemonium over there for people trying to get this thing. Man, oh my gosh, man. Yeah, the people, the companies that are huge companies, Donnie, are that way by design. Mm -hmm. And these companies, they implement genius ideas. We have gen genius ideas. We just don't implement them. Mm -hmm. like, we're just afraid to do it. You know what I mean? Yo, Ni Nike, they had such a visionary, what's that? One of the companies, oh, like word. literally oh, wow. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. found one of the companies that will literally your home. Get for, you a crowd. Listen. Oh, the Grammys and stuff do that too. The Grammys do it. Listen, this company, your home for protests, rallies, advocacy, audiences, PR stunts, and political events. Services available nationwide. So a lot of companies have built their power, their revenue, their wealth leveraging innovative ideas. Is it wrong to do this? It's, it's genius. It's marketing. Brilliant. It's marketing. Yo, I, yo, oh my gosh, man. Who, uh, Nike. So think about this. Think about this. Uh, initially, you wouldn't associate your, a shoe with the ability to jump high and run faster. Initially. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. 
in the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. You just bought a shoe because it was nice, right? But Nike actually convinced people that mm-hmm. if you wear this shoe, you'll jump higher, run faster, and you could be the next NBA star. You can be Michael Jordan mm-hmm. if you wear this Michael Jordan shoe, so in the commercial, they have him jumping really high. Yes. And they came up with this slogan, it's got to be the shoes or something it's like gotta that. It's got to be the shoes. It can't be the fact that he practices night and day. <laughs> it can't be the fact that this man is an extreme athlete. It can't it, be his athleticism. Can't be. You, know, you know what? You, you know what it is? It's the shoes. It's got to be the shoes. It's got to be the shoes. You remember the the pumps? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> you y'all, pump them up. Did I, y'all don't have that. They don't sell those anymore, right? This little like this little design right here used to be like a pump on the tongue of your shoe, and you would press it, press it, press it, press it, and the shoe would get tighter and tighter on your foot, and it's going to make you run better. It's going to make you play basketball better. I remember <laughs> hooping. <laughs> And before I, got, before I got started, I'm like, hold on one second. Hold on. I got to pump this joint up real quick so I can be at my best. Because if I don't pump this shoe up, I'll never make it to the NBA. I'll never make it to the NBA. <laughs> Yo, it's, it's like that kind of stuff. And I think we all have, anybody ever had a really, really good idea? A real, like a really good, you got a clothing brand. You've had a really good idea that you didn't implement. And that could have been the thing. We all have them, especially as creators. We have too many of them. And if we have too many of them, we don't do any of them. Mm-hmm. And we just keep doing what we're doing. Right. But the, like there's something, there's like this little edge, there's some sort of narrative out there. So, you know, we, uh, they announced, we went to the um, American Sesh. They announced, yo, the number one entrepreneurship podcast, number one podcast for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So this guy comes up and he's like, yo, you have the number one podcast for entrepreneurs i said yes he said oh my gosh we need to do some business together because someone said it that means it's true that means it's true and we are the number one podcast for entrepreneurs now is it number one on the chart (laughs) (laughs) depends on whose chart you're looking at it depends on the chart i made a post about like i i have i wrote a best-selling book well if i'd have put new york times it'd have been fraud Mm mm-hmm but it is the David Shand yeah. best-selling book. I don't know nobody in my family that sold more books than me. Mm-hmm. 
best-selling book in my family, for sure. It's the best-selling book in your catalog. Come on, man. Are you the best business coach in the world? I am the best business Says coach who? in the world. Says me. Says the narrative that we created. Says the narrative that we've created. And I've said it so much that other people say it back to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Donnie is the best business coach in the world. I'm the only business coach you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we need to figure out. We need to figure out. We got to start. We got to think big. Mm -hmm. What is a big move? That we can do. And I don't know if that's a session for now because we got to figure out what we're going to do because we'd be doing so much stuff. But what is something that can create a narrative mm -hmm. based on a genius marketing strategy? Nobody's mad at Reebok for creating the pumps and getting people to think that this pump is going to make them jump higher. Nobody's mad at uh, Nike for, for creating a commercial that leads people to believe that it's the shoe that got Jordan to where he is, even though that shoe wasn't created when he got there. Mm. So what is a, what is like, what is something, something's gotta be done. I'm trying so to think So we can crazy. do, um, in my deep dive for these agencies that will find these crowds for you, mm -hmm. I came across this fashion line. And of course they don't disclose which fashion line it is, but there is a popular fashion line uh, who hired this particular agency to further his brand to bring his brand along. And not only did they hire crowds to camp outside of the stores, right. And create like this urgency to get the brand. He utilized these crowds for whenever he was out making public appearances, this crowd of people would rush him like, Oh my God, we love your clothes. Oh my God. Can you sign mine? Oh my God. We love it. We love it. We love it. And so then paparazzi was picking this up. Every single time this fashion designer is out, they are rushing him and loving his clothes. So now all the consumers want to buy this clothing line. So what if we're out and we have the paid actors rush us in airports? That will bring, mm. we want to cross over into audiences. We have them rush us. Well, I don't know if airports will work because you can no longer get through security these days, but what if they're rushing us outside the airport? What if they're rushing us in grocery stores? What if they're rushing us at conferences? <laughs> right. Yo, I was just thinking about something. I wonder how much it costs to have the people come out. We'll find out today. So think about this. <laughs> you ever have an event and you're just nervous because you didn't sell a whole lot of tickets? Mm. but that's what they do see fillers and stuff Bruh. and I can imagine that the people that's coming it can't be that much maybe each person is I don't know 15 20 dollars an hour maybe so how much let's just find out let's just find out you can get sponsorships for your next event based on <laughs> no, that's, it's fraudulent I don't know that's fraud. That's that might cat. be fraud that's yeah that's no longer well I don't I don't know if that's marketing anymore that's fraud <laughs> <laughs> hey, but listen to me. It might if not I do, be fraud, but it's if, unethical. If I do an event and like for some reason them sales is like drastically lower, y'all not about to have me looking crazy. I'm, I'm going to order some people. I'm going to order some people. <laughs> order some humans. Let me see. How much are seat fillers? Seat fillers. How much do seat fillers get paid? Mm-hmm. How much does a seat filler make? As of January 9th, 2024, the average hourly pay for a seat filler in the United States is $20.62 an hour. Well, the average event is two hours. So if we do a, a day workshop, 20 times eight is $160 a person. Say you need an extra 100 people. 
16 grand though. Eh, no, we'll just give the seats away for free. Or or <laughs> what about that 16,000? You got a $15,000 offer. One of them seat fillers, they're still humans. They're still humans. They they got paid to come and learn this incredible information. Yo, what if you one of this- them pays for all of them? If you have an offer, Yo, that's no different than running an ad. You're paying to get somebody into the room. You're paying to acquire the customer. You're paying for the Dang. email address. Because those are still humans. That's those somebody are still humans. That's somebody like Zell that says, "Yo, I, I'm on, I ain't doing nothing during the weekend. Let me get a and let here's me get a little the thing. To the when you're running a Facebook ad, the cost to acquire your customer." Mm-hmm. Could be anywhere from five dollars a lead to twenty dollars a customer, depending on what you're selling. If we were selling a sixteen thousand or fifteen thousand dollar offer on Facebook, mm-hmm. the cost to acquire that customer would be more than that twenty dollars that we pay for the seat filler. Oh my gosh, yo! This is the kind of conversation and stuff that people think about that like really changes the game. You think that they're better than you when they're not better. Their product isn't better. They're just willing to try something innovative. Well, and this is no different than um, brands that pay Shade Room and Hollywood Unlocked to post these testimonials as as though they're organic, as though they're naturally just sharing the testimonial. Obviously, we've picked up on that game now. We know what it is, but it's no different than influencer marketing. How much do you want to get paid to post my X, Y, and Z offer on your page? Well, I don't know. Do you want it on my story feed do you want it on my main page do you want it to be 24 hours do you want it to be there forever never get deleted everything is negotiable exposure is negotiable exposure is negotiable i like that i like that. exposure is negotiable anybody think of anything anybody think of an idea you don't have to share it but like are the wheels turning on how we can do something big because the game isn't like, I, th- I think we take great pride in building something organically. Yeah. And believe it or not, there's no pride in that. It's just you haven't figured out a big campaign on getting a large group of people who don't know you to know you. We're running uh, Facebook ads. Well, uh, I think we started the first batch. But the next batch is just an awareness campaign for a social proof podcast. And one of them says, why does everybody hate the social proof podcast so much? Mm. I think it'll cause somebody to search. It may cause an argument of people who heard it. Mm-hmm. They might type in, yo, I don't like social proof podcast. Some people are like, yo, I love it. And might there be some energy, but th- there's a group of people that never heard and they might see the comments and there might be create some curiosity there. I don't, I don't know, but we try it. We are trying stuff this year. Anything that's in my head, I'm thinking, so I came up with an idea yesterday because I'm always trying to figure out like, how can we create engaging content? And I'm not going to share the whole idea. And when I share half the idea, you'd be like, Dave, that's never going to work. But I'm going to walk around playing people in Connect Four in the malls. I can't give you the whole idea. And actually, I'm going to do it when you're going to be in my video. Um, and, And I thought through it. One, I'm it's like a little bit of pre conversation but then we're going to play the game and then something else happens based on the result of the game. Okay. I'm looking at these Facebook videos 
And they piss me off because they like they steal 15 minutes of my time every time I see it. Mm-hmm. It's something's happening, but you got to keep watching because you keep thinking the thing's going to happen and it just doesn't. Oh, my gosh, we're going to pour this thing in this thing. And it's just like you're sitting there for 12 minutes trying to find out what actually happens. Or um, did you see those those videos where the girl is walking by and the guy is trying to holler and she's like, nah. And the guy is like, oh, all right, cool. Then he walks away and what happens? He get in that Lambo. Mm -hmm. And the girl turns around like, no, hey, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh," (laughs) And he's like, no, what's good? What happened? I've watched so many of them for a good 12, 15 minutes to find out what happens. And the the views are crazy. What's what's incredible about the views, if you have a lot of views, it doesn't show you the duration of time that people are watching. But there is a huge financial difference between 100,000 views on a 60-second video and 100,000 views on a 15-minute video. It is a huge difference in income. I'm telling you. So I'm, 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 I'm constantly thinking of how can I continue to push the envelope and create more content around a thing. Mm-hmm. And I want to associate myself to this Connect Four board. And it's mm-hmm. going to be dope. We're going to try it. Sounds like uh, Connect Four. Who is it? Hasbro? Who who makes Connect Four? Um, who makes that little box? I went and got that last night. Is it Hasbro? Is it Hasbro? Hasbro, what's up? What's up with y'all? <laughs> what's Do you up? still have your um, time limit set on your social media? Mm-hmm. Are you still in it? Are you? Yeah, I... How many times have you ignored for the times. day? I've ignored a few, but I, I can, I can count on like a hand or two. How many times I've ignored it? I ignore mine often. I know. Just yeah. take it off. Just quit. Give up. No, I mean it's not really beneficial to me after thinking about how I run my day and even run my business. Like I study other other brands so much. Like my time on Instagram. If you look in my algorithm, it is nothing but like business information like things like that and Don't dogs start. and organizations. Don't start. I'll call Cap right now. Call Cap. All my stuff is. You be doing some pointless scrolling. You know how I know? Hmm. Because your reshares be the most engaging, interesting stuff in the world. Yeah, but it's always stuff no. that I just find. No, 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 no. When I scroll, first of all, I don't know what be happening Why on my real be? page. I don't even scroll Why on my say you're lying to me in my face, real y'all. page. Uh, it's the truth, actually. Okay. All right. Fine. Let's it's, just. It's let's, the truth. Okay. Let's just go to your stories. Let's just go to your stories. I don't okay? know what's see on how my much stories right now. Business stuff is all your stories. Okay, um, we have podcast, 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 podcast. A, a little, little girl, girl that being, made you cry, but because she's being awarded for her yes. MLK speech, and that was a minute and twenty six seconds of your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you podcast, yeah, podcast. And then you found another one. He's so cute, little Asian kid dancing. Yeah, it That's was in that same algorithm. All my stuff more. is about kids doing amazing stuff. Dogs and organization. That's or what I look love, at. Or love or relationships or random cool <laughs> well, stuff. Yeah, because y'all be sharing this stuff. My friends, I can't help but see what my friends share. But I'm telling you, when I'm on social media actually scrolling, I am looking for like interior design and organization. I'm looking at puppies. Why are you looking for interior design? I'm just obsessed with it. 
Okay. Yes. I'm obsessed with it. One for David in that column. Go ahead. What'd you say? Dogs? Yeah. Dogs. Because you like dogs. Because I'm a dog owner. Okay. Another one mm-hmm. in the David column of this is smooth, entertaining, and sapping your it's time. It's like my TV. Oh, okay. That's my point. Yeah. But also the, the main focus of my content is studying what other people are doing in their business because I use it to, I use these things to help my portfolio of clients. Let me tell you I need so. to know what else is happening in the world of business. I coach business in real life. So I am obsessed with, oh, wow, I love the way they rolled that out. Let me reverse engineer and see what they were doing there. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. All the time. But it's not you're studying social media. Bruh, everybody that is on social media an excessive amount of time says I'm on because I'm studying. And I'm not saying you no, don't no. learn. I'm not saying you don't gather stuff, but you don't get, you don't roll over and pick up your phone and say, all right, let me start studying today. I get do on this actually. No, you don't. No, 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 you no. You don't no. go through your scroll and just. I do. Actually, when I am, let's say, for example, I'm working so with. My client who's a chef, if we need to innovate something or do, I, I literally pick up my phone At and say, time, let me go. Yes. Yeah, well, don't say it doesn't happen. But here's the thing. The two hours, the two hour time limit that we gave ourselves was not supposed to be for business purposes. It's the time that we give ourselves to waste on social media to do whatever it is that we want yes. to do. So in that time, I'm looking at the puppies and the interior designers and the kids who are doing amazing stuff. I also scroll my newsfeed and see what y'all are looking at. And y'all are always sharing amazing things sometimes and it'll catch my attention. I'll go down the rabbit hole. I really do spend two hours doing those things, but I find myself having to ignore the limit because then it's like, okay, let me get some work done. And that's over the, I can't do that in two hours. Yeah, no, but my point is, and I, I fall victim to it too. So there's not all the time, but there's like spans of days or something like that where I'm like, all right, I, I, I did a lot of scrolling lately. I did a lot of pointless For scrolling sure. lately. So it's not like, I don't know, people, people, and you're an exception because you actually run a business and you actually make money. But for those out there, <laughs> I've seen so many people talk about how they're doing research on social media and they're not even, they're, like, they're not making a dime. Where's your LLC? Where's, research that. Where's your money? <laughs> where's your money? Go get you some money. Get off social media. Go get you some money. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So genius ideas. Let's turn it up. Any questions, comments, any revelations? Anything? Can I share with you how my year has been going? Yeah. So I've done two main things that I'm incredibly proud of so mm-hmm. far this year. I have not been late one time this year. Mm. Anywhere. And two, I take my phone off. Do not disturb now. Do you? Mm-hmm. I don't even call you anymore. It's just pointless. <laughs> it really just be pointless. So yeah. after 10 a.m., mm-hmm. my phone is off. Do not disturb. The only time that it goes into do not disturb is if I'm on a live or if I'm about to take a nap or when it's bedtime. That actually makes me happy. Yeah. If I am doing something where the phone ringing will actually disturb me. That's the only time. But my phone generally, you can call me right now because I'm on the podcast and it's on Do Not Disturb. So my phone can't ring. Okay. I said where my phone would actually disturb something. (laughs) Um, However, my phone has been for years, for the last four years, my phone has been on Do Not Disturb 24 hours a day Mm. for four years. 
um, my phone came out and it was the hardest thing for me. I was so nervous. When my phone rang, I was like, what is that sound? (laughs) (laughs) Your phone rings? It, I didn't know. Um, because it never rings. So when I turned it on, my ringer was on and it scared the crap out of me. Like, what is that sound? And it was my phone. So now I have it on vibrate and, um, my phone hasn't rang in probably 10 years. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Congratulations, man. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to being available. I am available. So, I mean, it's a really big deal for me yeah. because what I have found is at the end, while Do Not Disturb still works, I'm still an advocate of Do Not Disturb, but using it moderately because what I found is whenever I do sit down to check my phone and messages, it's so much going on, I'd be like, mm-mm. And yeah. so then messages just don't get responded to because I got 20 messages every couple of hours that I need to respond to. And now it's like, I'm actually available. I'll take my phone off. Do not disturb and respond in real time. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Let's get it, man. Um, Really good conversation. Any questions, comments, any takeaways? Give me your takeaways, man. Give me your takeaways from today. My biggest takeaway. Bring the mic a little closer. Yeah. Is it, is it, it's cool now? Yeah. My biggest takeaway, I would say was like the fake actresses. (laughs) All of that stuff. Like how I could um, implement that into my business and like future things that I want to do. Because that is true, like, people are like followers. They see, like, a whole bunch of crowd of people doing stuff. They just want to mm-hmm. just be alone. Yep. So that was my biggest takeaway. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Give me yours. Basically, mine was the same thing, the actresses. I ain't going to Yeah. I, I got to use that one. You're about to run a play. Especially, especially for my industry, definitely. What is your I, industry? I run a trucking company. Okay. So, um, you know. Are I, y'all friends? Yeah. Okay. So, like. When I when I do be I do have people that come up to me ask me about trucking because they see me but mm-hmm. having a bunch of people now I've definitely got to do that so yeah run that play. I like it I like mm-hmm. it Talk to me. yo 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 nah let's kidding yo 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 <laughs> nah man I, uh, just kudos to you Donnie for um, actually hanging in there um, I know you got tough skin you know you remind me so much of my sister in law her skin ain't that tough bro. man it's tough like bro. yeah it seems like it she, but yo Donnie is really like. Yeah, it's really, yeah, sensitive for sure. It just, it, the perception had, of Donnie is not, it's not all wrong, but it's not. But she had to develop it. Yeah, and for sure. and the thing is, you know, hanging in there, listen to those comments. Of course, you want to a- activate in the flesh, mm-hmm. and you know, you knew, of course, you couldn't do that. But just how somebody in those comments turned around and said something positive and just really gave you the mm-hmm. the fuel to keep it moving. Yep. So that's that's right there is just tremendous. Yeah, that, remind, that reminds me of uh we we were Monday, me, Dottie and Ernestine went to this went to this little uh juice, juice smoothie bowl type place and we were shooting skits. And uh, Donnie had to really exercise patience because she was about to jump over this counter on this little girl. <laughs> I was not. Yo, she was so. Yo, you can you can see if you ever like seen personal development working in someone at that moment. She said because the lady for one, the girl took forever to make our food, like forever, and the last thing she was making. Donnie was like, um, all right, is that a part of ours too? The, the one that you're making right now? She's like, no, I had, I had some online orders. <laughs> and Donnie's like, hey, where's ours? She's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to finish y'all's in a little bit. And Donnie was like, online orders cut before people that are right here, right now? And Donnie, yeah, you can see it. She was like, 
I can, I can see a conversation going on in her head. I don't know if you ever seen someone, Donnie, relax. It's it's just it's just a bowl. She's here by herself. She's young. It's cool. The other Donnie was like, "Yo, you need to say something though, because she's gonna keep treating people like this. You need to snatch her from." But Donnie, calm down. We're good. And I just see Donnie like this, standing, looking at the girl, make the thing like, "Make sure I spit my food." Okay, cool. It was. I was super proud of you. Yeah, and he didn't tell the story right. So we <laughs> we placed our order. I saw it. We waited about 15 minutes. It was a minute. And David and Ernestine and Ernestine's sister's order was ready. So we're all going. I was like, oh, the order's here. She, first of all, she just set our order to the side, never said the order was ready, right? <laughs> so I happened to just get up and see the food sitting right there. So I was like, oh, you guys, the order's ready. And so I'm handing everybody their food. And I'm like, oh, wait, mine's missing. It must be the one she's working on. So I was like, oh, okay, is that one mine? Because everybody wasn't. else got their stuff. And she's like, no. And I said, oh, is mine somewhere? And she's like, no, they're online orders right now. I'm making theirs because they've been waiting like 10 minutes. I said, well, we've been waiting like 15. And we're here. And we're here. <laughs> and so then Ernestine says, hold on. Online orders come before people's orders that are actually in here waiting. And she's like, well, I didn't want them to have to wait because they've been waiting already. And I said, okay, can you just make mine next, please? Yeah. And so she's taking her time with this online order. She's trying to piss me off, right? <laughs> she is taking her time with this online order. And I'm just standing there like, you're not going to trigger me today. And I'm just, I got that look on my face. It's the crazy lady look. I felt it. Like I'm smiling like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just, and so then she's like, yours is next. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And so she starts to make the order, right? And I'm, I got an acai bowl. And this woman takes the little blender pusher thing to push the fruit down. She's like, like making my order with such an attitude. She's so mad to make this order at this point. <laughs> that might so, be your perception. No, she was know. beating it and we have it on tape. She's beating this thing in there. And I'm like, she's angry. And so I said, I'm just going to stand here. I didn't say it to my to her. I said to myself, I'm just going to stand here because she's not going to spit in my food because, you know, she's angry or whatever. So I'm standing there watching her make the order. So she takes forever to make this bowl. By the time I got to the table, Dave's food was almost gone. Right. She takes forever to make this bowl. And then she does one of those. Here you go. I'm that's when I had to say something because <laughs> I've been here patient and she just slid that th she. Here you go. Oh, excuse me. It no, wasn't that aggressive, y'all. It was it not. Wasn't the, it, it, it wasn't the. It wasn't. It wasn't that. But it was the. You know how somebody don't want to. There you go. That's exactly how. There you go. Not the way. Not the way you just serviced all these other customers. Here's your order. Here's your order. Here you go. Have a good day. There you go. So I said, uh-uh, uh-uh. Wait, we're not going to do that. First of all, thank you. Okay, that's what we're going to do first. Thank you for your amazing customer service. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And she looked. And so then I asked for extra strawberries on mine, which were never extra strawberries. I said, are these is this the one with the extra strawberries and the bananas on the side? Yeah. I said, OK, well, if this is extra strawberries, what's regular? It's extra strawberries. Okay, I'm going to just take the food and I'm going to go because it looks disgusting. I'll have your bananas. So I sit down. I eat the bowl. I'm eating it. It's terrible. It oh, tastes mine. Liquidy. Mine looked different than theirs. They ordered the same exact thing. Mine looked different. 
the woman poured all this milk in my bowl that didn't belong in my bowl just to piss me off, right? She makes mine wrong. Never get the bananas. The bananas were for Dave. Dave eats all his food. He leaves. Dave is gone for 10, 15 minutes before you know what she does. She comes to the counter behind us and goes, here are your bananas. I look. Mm. Girl, I will snatch you from across that counter. What? But this, I didn't. She didn't. I was, really I, didn't. Pr- I was really proud of Dottie. Like this was this was one of those those tests that you passed. So let's give let's give Dottie a round of applause. And yeah. pass <laughs> okay. And for the record, I don't be snatching anybody from anywhere. You wouldn't have snatched nobody, but you'd have definitely gave a lot more spice. You'd have said what was on your mind. Yeah. I've and seen I didn't. you say what's on your mind. Yeah. And yeah. And I didn't. There was no need for me to say what was on my mind. Um, I just wanted to stay in a good place. That's good. I wanted to stay in a, in a good place. I'm really, really working on. So the thing is, when you've worked on personal development, um, personal development is a tool. It's not just an immediate shift. It's a tool that you refer back to over and over again to help you through your triggers and traumas and things that bother you. So if you were originally a hothead, it doesn't mean that you won't ever react in a hot-headed way again. It just means that you've learned some techniques to keep that down. And so that day and this whole year, I've just been like, you're not going to get from me what you want to get from me. You're not going to get from me what's available. Um, It's not available right now, and that's what we've been doing. And I think every time you decide to do something with your life, you want to better yourself in an area or you're trying not to do something, the thing comes in abundance. It comes right? it in just, abundance. It, it's just coming on assignment. The enemy is coming on assignment mm-hmm. to test whether you truly believe what you say you believe or you truly want to be who you say you want to be. Mm-hmm. And um, just get ready for all those scenarios. Yeah. I mean, they happen. Mm-hmm. And ironically, that morning, like I had prayed um, to God and I'm always expressing gratitude, like just thank you so much for aligning me with opportunities that I've been able to be punctual for this year. Thank you for aligning my alarm clocks and the pace at which I move. Like I literally talk like that to allow me to be on time. Thank you for a calm temperament. Thank you for, you know, me being uh, mellow and, and responsive and exercising my personal development skills and blah, blah. I literally do that in real time. And so everything was great. I arrived early. Mm-hmm. I was there like 10 minutes early. I felt good. I had taken my vitamins. We're laughing and talking and doing our skits and then here she come and it had to happen to me of course of course (laughs) and i'm standing the whole time like god we just talked about this this morning i'm good it's cool we just talked about this i'm not gonna get triggered nope it's it's always when you decide not to drink anymore the free shots the free shot you got to it's your birthday it's your birthday it's free it's your favorite drink we got it you're not gonna drink with me come on no i'm not Listen, y'all, thank y'all for the support. We need y'all to do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button, like button, share this with somebody. If we need you engaged in the comments, um, unlike Actionable CEO and Morning Meetup, I don't like the fact that y'all don't be engaging. Should we just stop it? We need to, maybe. Maybe we we should just stop it. Okay. So just type something, uh, amen. Uh, that was good. An LOL. A little fire emoji every now and again. Like, come on, let, let us know you're here. We can see the participant number, but let us know what's going on. You're very welcome. <laughs> they just dropped the Thanks heart. Thanks for the hearts. 
We appreciate it. We appreciate If you guys don't know what we're talking about, um, inside of our communities, our mentorship communities, Actionable CEO and the Morning Meetup, uh, one of the perks or advantages uh, that they get is that they've already seen this episode days before and sometimes weeks before you got to see it. And they have a whole thread where they're able to drop comments that we can acknowledge in real time. I don't know what's happening. They used to drop comments all the time. Today, though, they're being really, really quiet. But mm -hmm. if you want to come and tighten it up and get our chat on fire and ask questions and give feedback in real time, then you need to be a part of the morningmeetup.com where David will meet with you, uh, a community full of entrepreneurs, literally Monday through Friday. Every Monday through Friday, he's in there teaching entrepreneurship principles, concepts, thoughts, uh, reading books, engaging with the community. It is the place for entrepreneurs for sure. Facts. There it is. And, and hey, listen, if you want to be coached by the coach's coach and you really want to take your business and life to the next level, the podcast is just a snippet, a snippet of the value that is shared um, from the wisdom of Miss Donnie Wiggins, you can join Actionable CEO. Go to actionableceo.com. Listen, you have to be a part of a community and you have to be able to trust and resonate the head or coach of that particular community. And if, if Donnie resonates with you at all, there are hundreds of other people that you're going to connect with and grow with. You can't do this thing on your own. You cannot do entrepreneurship on your own. Okay. It is a very tumultuous journey. What? Spell it. Spell tumultuous, please. I'm in the middle of my... Okay, I, I can going. spell it. I'm just in the middle of my thing. <laughs> so it is a journey, y'all. Um, so go to actionableceo.com and uh, join the community, okay? So this is the year. You're going to need help. Going to need help. To pull off what you, what you have in your head, you need a community of people that can help. All right? So sure. you need that. So let's And I appreciate the, the chat right now. They actually have a valid point. Um, we film this podcast bright and early in the morning and most of them are at work. Mm. So they're listening and multitasking. They're listening and running their businesses. They're listening and working their jobs. Uh, they're listening and getting their kids ready for the day. So I get it now, but we still need y'all lit. Just drop yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah, and let yeah. us know you're here. Gives us the energy. All right, y'all. We love you all. We will see you back next week right here. All right. We Peace. out. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.